Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, um, where we watch every episode of uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! anime and plenty of other things along the way. But today, we are not going to be watching the anime. <laughs> we'll be doing something else. Heresy. <laughs> I know. I'm Ellie. And I'm Jenny. Oh my fucking god, Luke, just go in or out. And that's Luke, mind. Ellie's cat. <laughs> in. He wants in and then he wants out again and then he wants in and then he wants out again. Like, I have to keep this door closed. Our guest for the episode, Luke. <laughs> Our special guest. Yeah, okay, sure. We'll, we'll, I'll just keep that in of the edit. It's fine. <laughs> um. So what we're doing today is this is another one of our bonus episodes that we're uh, you know sticking in to cover up some gaps in our schedule and just to talk about the things that we want to talk about Mm -hmm. so today we're going to be talking about some more of those chapters from the manga that were not adapted into anime by episodes by toei um the 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 big wigs at toei looked at these and said that the children did not need to witness these adventures. Which, as we'll see from this upcoming episode, is pretty shocking because there could have been a lot of good material. But, uh, you know, I'm not a Japanese animation executive. I don't know what the kids in the 90s wanted, so I'll leave that Mm -hmm. decision up to them. I don't think they did either. This episode is going to cover Chapter 22, American Hero Part 1. And I think if they had predicted the Marvel boom... They would have definitely adapted these two episodes. Yeah. So as the chapter title indicates, this is part of a two-parter, which are pretty rare in this early in the Yu-Gi-Oh! manga. Yeah, well, there's been there's been enough of them, I think. A like... couple, but most of the most of the two-parters are very plot relevant. Usually they either have Egyptian stuff, such as the shoddy material that we covered in an earlier episode, mm-hmm. or they cover uh, later Kaiba material, which is, you know, he's a major anta- reoccurring antagonist. Mm-hmm. So this is a relatively rare two-parter that is kind of detached from the rest of the plot. Yeah. And this brings back a familiar character that uh, is manga exclusive. It's our friend Hanasaki, a.k.a. the one kid in uh, Yugi's high school who is a bit more of a nerd uh, than he is. Yeah, uh-huh. I do like Hanasaki. He's, he's very fun. <laughs> yes, but to the details of the chapter. It starts off with a completely different art style, sort of a 90s American comic Punisher style. It's a woman, you know, crying for help. There's like a Nazi-coded villain that's attacking her. And all of a sudden, this man comes bursting out of Skyscraper and saves her. He he has a pretty cool, very like grimdark costume, vampire cloak. Well, it's... I wanted to talk about this. It's just Spawn, right? Like, this is a parody of... It's pretty much Spawn. <laughs> but he is the best name of all, of all time, uh, which after this hero defeats the villain, he uh, says what his name is. And his name is Zombire, which is like a zombie vampire. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So Spawn, but cooler. The cooler Spawn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know anything about Spawn. I'm personally. not particularly into Spawn. I've heard. Th- is Spawn the one where I had the horrible movie in the 90s? I mean, I that describes multiple superheroes. 1997. Oh my god, wait, I'm looking at the poster now, and you're right, this is literally just Spawn, but like slightly grittier costume. It looks exactly, it looks like the love child of Spawn and the Yu-Gi-Oh card Summon Skull. Yeah, okay, yeah, apparently this movie sucks. It has Martin Sheen in it. Okay. Wow. 
yeah, so uh, looks bad. I'll have to watch it one day because I love bad superhero movies. But um, mm. <laughs> wish that were me. <laughs> um, no, nineties bad superhero movies are fun. You're right. I would watch Spawn. Exactly. Movie. It's because they're bad, but they're not as insanely formulaically bad. You know what I mean? They got to just be like off the walls bonkers. Also, Spawn. I yet again, I don't know much about the characters, but he definitely seems like a kind of nineties grimdark character. Which I always have a soft spot for those characters, not in terms of I actually like them, but I just appreciate the fact that it's like they are clearly going for something that's so specific to that era. Yeah, there is something that's really fun about that 90s grimness. Yeah. Very fun. Um, not as cool as Zombire, though. Zombire. As, as, yeah, so we're now seeing that this is a comic that Joey and uh, Yugi and gang were reading, and they're like, this is so cool. And it's a comic that Hanasaki lent them. And it turns out he's a huge comic book fan. And he ends up going on like this little rant. Uh, oh, yeah. Anzu's even like, why are they all so muscular? Why are American superheroes so stacked? Anzu's me before I got into superhero <laughs> comics. I can't read this because A, it's in color. And B, they're too, they're too buff. <laughs> Honestly, me, me before I got into JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3. I was like, why? What did Nola say? They all look like bi- bionicles. Yes, they all look like. <laughs> that they all look like bionicles. That's actually, yeah, that's true. So Anzu understandably questions that Hanasaki goes on something very familiar, a little nerd rant where he's like, no, he's more complicated than that. He has a heart of gold. He hides his face. I've been here, man. <laughs> also, I would read this comic. Here's his pitch. Zombire was originally the god of death, but then he learned how to love and started to fight evil. The more he turns good, the more the face hidden behind his mask rots away like a zombie, and every time his life gets shorter, but he still fights evil. That's actually a pretty good concept. That's, like, not a bad elevator pitch. But anyway, it's really cute because he Hanasaki gets embarrassed after his little rant, but in true friends fashion, even though Joey and Yugi are a little, like, uh, they're like, no, no, it's cool. Like, it's all right to get excited. Um, and also, another, yet again, another cute little continuity moment in the festival episode, which was about 15 chapters earlier, Joey mentioned he's really good at putting together garage kits. And he's like, oh, are there any garage yeah. kits of this character? I'd love to do that. And Hanasaki's like, I have this whole Zombire collection in my house. How about you guys all come over to my house? Yeah. So they go to his room and he is truly a Zombire fanatic. He's got, uh, you know, action figures everywhere. He's got a lot still in boxes. He's got all the kits. He's got everything. Yeah, he has this massive wall of Zombire merch. Yeah. And then he explains that um, his dad is rich, I guess. Well, he's rich and he, he has an American business, so he, he goes to America and gets these. Speak of the devil, uh, Hanasaki's mom comes in with snacks, and behind her is a guy wearing a zombie mask who shocks them. It's very cute to see where Joey and Yugi are clearly actually super surprised. And Hanasaki goes, oh, dad! And Yeah, they do a spit take with their teeth. They react really quickly as though they're like, zombie is your dad? Like, they don't put two and two together. <laughs> um, but then uh, it turns out it's just a hyper-realistic zombie mask, and Hanasaki's dad is this nice looking guy and he's like oh yeah anything to make you smile here's this mask and Joey and Yuki are even like this is a whole zombire house this is crazy (laughs) the whole family are zombire otaku basically (laughs) yeah and then Joey gets really excited and makes one of the kits uh which unfortunately upsets Hanasaki Hanasaki had left the room there's a whole bit where it's like let me explain to you how plastic model kits work this manga is educational <laughs> it, it knows its audience and it's nerds that want to do cool shit so yeah, he, totally. he shows us how to put together a model 
Um, Hanasaki had left the room to get the rest of the cosplay, a zombie cosplay his dad had bought him. Comes back and is horrified because he's like, I wanted to preserve that in the box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, this is so BS how fast he builds it. There is no way you would build a model kit that fast. Hey, Joey's got, jo- that's Joey's skill, okay? He's very skilled. I haven't done model kits, but I've done like miniature painting and assembling miniatures, and it literally puts the whole thing together and paints it in like five minutes. There's no way. I'm sorry. But I would be mega pissed if somebody started putting together like a model kit that I had lying around and hadn't done yet, to be honest. Yeah, Hanasaki forgives him pretty fast. We see yeah. that they're leaving his house for the night and Hanasaki's like, it's okay. And everyone's like, yeah, we had a fun time. And um, as Hanasaki goes back in the house, we see Hanasaki's dad sort of looking at them, the kids as they leave. And he stops them and is like, please stay friends with my son. Yeah. And Yugi and Joey are like, of course, we're going to stay friends with him. And uh, Hanisaki's dad explains he's got a weak body you know he gets sick a lot and I can't be around because of my American business trips yeah and he even says like it occurred to me his only friends could be his action figures oh we forgot to mention um that earlier when he was pissed at them for putting together the model kit when he wasn't looking mm-hmm. um Hanasaki was putting on he has like a full-on Halloween costume no no I mentioned that is the cosplay yeah of Don Byer where he yeah, he comes out in like full zombie cosplay. Yeah. Oh, uh, if you if you that, said though. it, I missed it. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, <laughs> there was a lot going on. I did want to mention it because there there was a funny bit where he's like, "No, why did you do my model kit?" And he starts crying, and then um, uh, Honda is like, "Don't cry when you're dressed <laughs> up as zombie. It ruins the image." Literally, if you've seen Parks and Rec, it's like when Ben dresses up in a full Batman costume and then starts crying over a breakup in full Batman cosplay, and everybody around is like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have not seen Parks and Rec, so I didn't know that happens. Anymore. That's a pretty good episode. All right, so we get a really cute scene of like Hanasaki's dad visiting him in the hospital because he's got a weak constitution. And this is when, uh, you know, Hanasaki sort of started really liking Zombier because he was like, I admire him, he's so strong, I wish I was stronger. Um, so Hanasaki's yeah. dad kind of latched onto that out of helplessness and was like, okay, I'm gonna just get him all the Zombier stuff because it makes him happy and it makes him feel strong. So unfortunately, uh, his intentions are good, but it will lead to some. Yeah, this is insane. We'll get we'll get more into it. So anyway, he looks yeah. up and he sees his son. He's in the zombie cosplay and he's doing some cool kicks and he's going like, "I'm gonna vanquish evil. I look so awesome. I love it." Um, so at this point, Hanasaki is like, "Oh, I am strong now that I'm in the zombie outfit. I am strong enough that I can venture out into the night and nobody will know it's me and I can vanquish evil." So he runs out and Anasagi's dad sees him and rather than stop him and be like, what the hell are you doing? Get back inside. Uh, he sort of lets him run around. Mm-hmm. And so we see Hanasaki, he's running around on roofs. Uh, he does look like he's having a very fun time. But all of a sudden he sees some punks beating up a kid. It's two against one. At first Hanasaki and his classic self-preservation instincts are like, oh, I, should, I should run away. I'm no match for them, which would be the smart solution. But he's like, no. Zombier would never run away from a fight, even if it melted his face off. Yeah. So he he goes up to them and he's like, "You who prey upon the weak, stop at once." <laughs> um. So these two punks are like, "What the hell? I'm gonna beat beat you up." He clearly wasn't expecting them to get so aggressive so fast. The bully is running at him. Hanasagi puts his hands up and he shoves him away, and the bully goes flying. Yeah. And so the other bully attempts to make an attack, and this time Zombire does another little push, and the bully's sent flying once again. So what kind of dark magic is going on? We see the two bullies run away. So clearly the suit might... He's received the power of Zombire. Yeah, he's got the power of Zombire, and that he believes it, absolutely. 
But this is not quite the case. If you were hoping for another Egyptian magical suit, vampire cosplay suit that they found in an Egyptian tomb, that is that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see that Hanasaki's dad has paid these three punks. The third guy that they were beating beating up is also part of the scam. He's paid them to basically take the fall and give his son some self-confidence. Apparently he paid them quite a bit of money, 100,000 Like almost $1,000, yeah. To um, play out this fake scene and then stunt fall and pretend that they were being defeated by the power of Zombire. Uh-huh. Which is very funny because what if his son had just run away? Would the bullies have to be like, okay, we have to like run after him and then... Yeah, exactly. Oh, and the dad is like, now Tomoya, that's Hanasaki's first name, will have more confidence in himself. Oh, he sure this will. This is so insane. <laughs> Why would you do okay, this? No, the, the truly insane thing is after getting paid the, the the dad's like oh i might need your help again and the bully's like oh tell tell us your son's name and where he goes to school and yeah the dad just tells them that. <laughs> this dad is this is one of the most insane parenting decisions that somebody could make and sure enough next day at school we see yugi and the two two of the pugs come up to him and are like hey you go to domino high school right and yugi's bully radar goes off uh these guys are bad news and these two punks are like, oh, you know Hanasaki? And he's, mm-hmm. Yugi's like, nope, never heard of him because he's loyal. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two bullies immediately start knowing that he's lying because he's a horrible liar. Uh, so they start <laughs> attempting to bully him. They're like, you're lying. Duh, 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 duh. And Hanasaki walks by and he can see them. And he's like, oh, it's, it's, some, it's the villains from yesterday. This time I'll protect you, Yugi. This is a job for Zombire, and that yeah. is the end of the chapter. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of part one. So, uh, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen next time. There's no way this could go wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. this yeah, this can only end well. So, we'll we'll save our, our full analysis of this for the end of this next chapter, which is... Yeah, moving on to the next chapter. So, now we've entered a new chapter. It's chapter 23. It's American Hero Part 2. So, it opens up right where we left off. The two bullies have Yugi against the wall. Hanasaki, he's in his normal school uniform. He's not in his vampire uniform because it's the start of a school day. Uh, he comes in between them. So he's he looks normal and he's like, stop, you two. He looks more confident. And Yugi is shocked at this. Um, so luckily, even though Yugi doesn't yell out his name, the two punks recognize, well, luckily, both luckily and unluckily, they recognize his voice. So they're like, okay, this must be the guy from last night. So they mm-hmm. kind of glare at him. And Hanasaki stands his ground, which is actually pretty pretty admirable, though. Rather than, oh, I can't be scared, I want to protect my friend. He's like, if I transform in front of these guys, I'm doomed. Which implies that he brought the suit in his backpack, which I love. He has completely, completely convinced himself mm-hmm. that he is a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't bust it out yet. But at this point, the sort of leader punk is like, okay, let's get out of here. They're not worth it, which seems to surprise the guy he's with, but they do back off, at least temporarily. And Yugi's like, huh, very weird that they took a look at Hanasaki and immediately backed off, because he definitely does not have a particularly, uh, shall we say, intimidating vibe. Yeah. Um, so he, he's sensing something is pretty weird. Uh, and so Hanasaki's like, oh, if you see any more bad guys, just come to me and I'll protect you. And Yugi's like... Uh, I already have a bodyguard friend who's like actually capable of beating people up, but thank you. <laughs> Foreshadowing for next chapter that we're going to cover. But uh, we cut over to these other two punks, and one of them is like, Why do we run away? We could easily beat them up, which is true. The other punk's like, I have a grander plan for tonight where we're going to uh, hit the jackpot. So it's now that night. 
uh, Yugi's all, he's like, I'm so into Zombire, just like he, Hanasaki got me into Zombire and he's making a garage kit, but he's not as skilled as Yugi. He wasn't planning ahead and he ran out of spray paint. So he's like, oh no, I'm so close and there's no more spray plant in this house and all the shops have closed. Also, just quick cultural difference. It's like, all oh, the shops are closed. It's eight o'clock. And I'm like, wow, that's how I can tell it's not America. Because it's like, oh, is it before 11? Oh, yeah. You can probably get anything you need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he specifically needs um, paint for garage kit painting. That's true. That is pretty specialty, I guess. Although, yeah, because I was like, you'd have to go to a game store. Then I was like, he, he lives, lives in, in a game, game store. store. But Yugi does think to himself, oh, we don't have spray cans in our store, which I think that grandpa should get on because um they need to get the like Warhammer 40k players in there. Yeah, those people will do a lot of money. So absolutely. they should. Those people will spend so much money. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> this was before Warhammer was big. But... but anyway, so he's like, oh, okay, I'll just go to Hanasaki's house because I know he has spray paints. Um, mm-hmm. So we see uh, the Hanasa- Hanasaki's family is having dinner. You see this punk, like, ominously yeah. outside with, like, a piece of paper. But um, while they're having dinner, it turns out that uh, Hanasaki's dad might be going back to America soon. Yeah. Which clearly bums out Hanasaki. But his dad is like, oh, I heard a rumor around the neighborhood that, like, some punks were picking on this guy and a hero showed up. And Hanasaki's like, tee-hee-hee, that's me. Uh, Just LARPing this crazy hero fantasy. <laughs> He's like, I'm so happy that I made my son happy. But unfortunately... This has given him dangerous amounts of self-confidence because he, uh, Hanasaki immediately suits up in his Zombire costume and is like, it's time to, uh, he, well, he, he actually, I will say he's not actually trying to like go out into the night yet. He's actually like training with like a little dummy and he's like, I have to get stronger. Yeah. He has one of those kicking dummies and he's practicing with it. Yeah. But it turns out what the punk was, uh, throwing, he, he wrapped a rock in a piece of paper and the paper is a letter and it says, we have your friend. And it's got a little cute drawing of Yuhi all I know. Up. I was like, we have to talk about this adorable, tiny, kidnapped Yuhi crying. So- little cute, little chippy Yuhi all tied up with his hair. And it says, help. And then there's like a map that's a drawing of a street that has a sign saying, here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It says, attention superhero. We have your friend. Don't try to stop us. So, of yeah. course, yeah. So, of course, Hanasaki's like, Yuhi's been kidnapped. My damsel in distress. I must save him. Uh, the punks are doing graffiti at a local bridge, which is where they told them to meet him. Um, and at this point, their plan becomes clear. They call Hanasaki's house and are like, hey, Hanasaki's dad, we want to play the game again. And we want 500,000 yen this time, which I think is like $5,000. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And they're basically like, if you don't give us money, we're going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out that Yugi was never kidnapped because Yugi actually shows up at Hanasaki's house. Yeah, the twist. Just as his dad is leaving and is freaking out, uh, he shows Yugi the note that says that he was kidnapped. And Yugi's like, Hanasaki, it's implied that he does his transformation. This is actually, uh, I mean, it probably happened in chapters before, but the transformation is completely off screen because next time we see it, it'll be Yami. Yeah. But since the dad did not pay money, we are seeing Hanasaki getting beat up and Hanasaki's like, whoa, where's all my strength gone? What happened to my magic powers? <laughs> yeah, the bullies pull a cruel move and are like, yeah, it turns out you were never even that strong. Your dad paid us off, which uh, Hanasaki's like, that's a lie. And he keeps trying to attack them. They're like spraying him and beating him up more. Um, and it's clear he's just emotionally devastated. Mm-hmm. But the true hero arrives shadowed in the distance yami yells that's enough and it is yep it's yami yugi he's looking great 
and he's saying, it's game time, baby. And the bullies are like, huh? And so the game is, this whole time, one of the, the main punk has been smoking a cigarette. And he flicks the cigarette on the ground, which we see Yami noticing, as he also notices a paint spray nearby. He, Yami grabs the paint spray and is like, okay, this is all that we're going to need to play the game I want to play. Yeah, spray paint. All three of the punks then whip out knives and are like, okay, we're going we're gonna to stab you now. You can tell they were punks because they were doing graffiti, which is illegal and bad. <laughs> exactly. Yami grabs the paint spray and immediately starts running with the spray as they're chasing him with knives. And he hasn't explained anything about the game. It's unclear what he's doing. He's just spraying lines on the ground as they chase him around. He's spraying some kind of pattern in the spray paint on the ground. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of catching on to the game thing. And they're like, oh, this is this tag? Um, okay, so try to get around him and see if we can corner him. Because they're on sort of like a little pier. In the meantime, Hanasaki's dad... Okay, another quick little thing is Hanasaki's dad has come and is trying to like comfort Hanasaki. Hanasaki sort of like, he's like, my eyes are watering and I can't really see through his mask, but wait, is that Yugi? And so this is a key thing is he's actually probably one of the first people to like see Yami just up front. He's just seeing Yami engaged in a game. Yeah. Cause there's been a lot of other chapters where Yami basically was somewhat kept out of the sight of his friends, of Yugi's friends. Like, usually they're knocked out, or, yeah. The one I think of is, like, in the Burger World one, where... They're on the floor. Yeah, where they all have to, like, kneel down at the floor, and then Anzu has a blindfold on and yeah. stuff. But, yeah, so, like, in this one, yeah, because the um the punks sprayed the spray paint at his mask and blocked out his... He sees probably the shape of the hair, and is like, oh, that's Yuki, which is not an unfair assessment. And his dad is trying to be like, we need to go home. And Hanasaki's like, no, I'm, I can't run away. I, I want to be strong. I want to be there for my friend. Yami has been cornered at the edge of the pier. The punks look all arrogant. <laughs> we gotcha. And Yami's like, idiots, did you think I was just running around randomly? Look at your feet. So they look down and they see that there's like patterns on the ground. Um, and it's kind of like a maze. So basically the cigarette butt he had thrown on the ground it's a fuse connected to the paint. So you see the cigarette butt is burning and he put a big paint splotch right near the end of the cigarette butt. And basically he created this little maze. The paint lights on fire. Yeah, the paint is highly flammable apparently. Mm -hmm. And they have to outrun the flames. That is a thing, I think. Like you're not supposed to let spray paint get I mean, near fire. It absolutely is kind of flammable, but it isn't this crazy flammable. Like these are like immediate <laughs> lines of flame. So they all of them get their feet caught on fire, but they are able to get to the end of the maze and escape and jump into the water, um, which it's interesting because, like, I would not even classify this as a shadow game. Like, none of it involves shadow no, magic. It's just Yami it's just, throwing down. <laughs> it's just Yami setting some dudes on fire. It's a game because it's a maze. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, the fire is on the ground, so they could also just jump over it. Yeah. I, to me, though, it's like, even semi-realistic games, where, for example, the exploding one that we did last episode, with where they're playing air hockey on the super hot mm -hmm. grill. That's definitely a game. You can't debate that. It does blow that guy up, but it is a game, for sure. Well, it's also a shadow game, whereas I feel like this, yes. he never says the shadow game language. I feel like he literally was just like, I'm going to set some punks on fire. And he does. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the chapter ends. Um, Yami has now set three people on fire, but non-lethally. They clearly make it out. Yeah, and we even see Hanasaki interacting with Yami. It's clearly Yami. And mm -hmm. Hanasaki's like, I'm so sorry you had to do this. 
And the parting words are Hanasaki's dad going, um... I did you wrong. I did you wrong. (laughs) Damn, Hanasaki's dad, you're totally true. I realized that I shouldn't have created a weird LARP situation where I tried to persuade my son that he had magic powers as a way to make him feel more confident because that's completely insane. Life lessons. But yeah, I love the I love the implication that Hanasaki was the first one to like interact with Yami, though maybe he just doesn't really realize it's different than Yugi, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like one day we should have an episode of kind of breaking down the Yami-Yugi divide on the different adaptations. Yeah, that could be interesting. You know, feel like, okay, here's what I think they were going, he was going for originally. Like, I think that, like, you could do a lot of different interpretations, especially depending on which adaptation. Yeah, I think you might actually be right that it might be, Hanasaki might be the first one to have any sort of interaction with Yami. Tragic, because he's definitely a second tier friend. He's not part of the Yeah, I was going to say tragic because he never appears after this true. True. This is the last Hanasaki chapter. You will be missed. You're, You're a good boy. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. I enjoy your presence. Um, I, it's crazy to me that there is, we talked about this before, but how wild is it that there is no ship name, that there's no like ship content for these two? There's totally more like material here that you could ship than some of the other things. That- some of the other things that like, get shipped way more. I absolutely agree. The fact that there's a shoddy Seto ship name and not one when they've never interacted, I think, ever. Yeah, so I was like, I can't be the only, we can't be the only people who have looked at this and gone, oh, there's a potential ship here. There must be material somewhere out there that like pairs Yugi and Hanasaki in in some way and then I was like hmm if we could find such content we could name the ship because (laughs) that's how the shipping names tumblr works is if you have a ship and you can provide proof that somebody ships this i.e some kind of fan art or fanfic in which they're paired together but there is no name on the list then you can name the ship then you can like submit your name and a reasoning so i decided to try and search and see if there was any fanfic for it on ao3 and um there is not there is a tag for hanasaki there are nine fanfics in it (laughs) (laughs) um none of them ship him with yugi the first one is about gender bent yugi okay i'm into it and then there is Somebody has written like a two-part series <laughs> in which Hanasaki, I don't know what goes on in this fanfic, it is 50,000 words long, but apparently one of the side pairings in it is pairing Hanasaki with darts from the Doma arc, from the filler <laughs> arc. And I'm like, what? So somebody has shipped darts an anime only character who is the main antagonist of season four of dual monsters who's also like fucking 40 or something and has a wife i'm pretty sure (laughs) yeah and is like an ancient atlantean wizard what the hell god you get random why do you let me down? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to call out this person. I, honestly, I actually have immense respect for them. To me, the fact that this exists is amazing. It's just the fact that this exists and some basic Yugi Hanasaki content doesn't. Exactly. I actually exactly. have the utmost respect for people who literally are just throwing things at a dartboard and go, time to pair these people together. And you're like, yeah, I, I'm fascinated. I'm intrigued. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, go for the basics. Go for the basics. 
but yeah so it's there's that and then there's just some some things where he shows up um as a side uh character and then there's one where okay who's kageyama risa all i can think of as the high q character oh kageyama risa i'm pretty sure that's a we're gonna see her pretty soon um the Hecate card. Violet Hecate. Yeah, she's a super cute character. Oh, okay. She's a season zero unique character. I Okay, that we haven't gotten to yet. There is one fanfic that pairs her with Hanasaki. That's actually really cute, and I, I really like her as a character. She's very fun. Also, just like a great design. Mm-hmm. This fic also apparently specifies that there's like two of Yami in it, apparently, because it's tagged as the Pharaoh is not the same person as Yami Yugi. They are separate. <laughs> and I'm like, I have questions. Okay. <laughs> there's two Yamis now. Too many. Two there's already two Yugis. So now we got three Yugis running around. That's three Yugis. That's too many. And I normally wouldn't say that, but that really is too many. We're reaching peak Yugis. Too many. <laughs> two <Yugis>. is enough. <laughs> two is enough. Alright. Anyway. <laughs> We should have a whole bonus episode that's just about fanfic. We absolutely should. We should do like recommendations, crazy shit. Anyway, let's get back to this chapter. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of my favorite chapters. Um, it's chapter 25. So we're skipping yeah, 24. Yeah, this is, our, is our, the last chapter that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. Chapter 25, yeah. and it is titled The One Inch Terror. And it is a Joey chapter, so that's why I like it so much. <laughs> yes, this one's great fun. Joey and Yugi are heading to the arcade. It's also a very short chapter, so if you just have, like, a couple minutes you want to read something, it's, like, weirdly way shorter than most other chapters, but... Same length as all regular Yu-Gi-Oh! chapters, isn't it? Mine has, like, a couple less pages. You're right, I think it's, like, one page less, like, two pages less. Well, anyways. Yeah, it just feels a bit shorter, but anyway, the point is, Joey and Yugi are going to the arcade. Joey's like, there's a guy at the arcade that I want to beat. Somebody here... holds the top record in rankings for every single game every single arcade and he uses the initials k-a-i kai Hmm, i wonder who this could i wonder who this is and for some reason even though at this point yugi and joey have tangled with kaibo before i like wow i wonder who it is so i guess at this point they've only tangled with him once so it's fair and they've had lots of minor villain encounters so they don't realize that they've made an enemy for life yeah, because there's no four game masters type stuff mm-hmm. like there is in the Toei anime. Um, Kaiba has a, doesn't um, reappear until a certain point later on. Yeah, and Joey notes that the arcades are connected to others throughout the country. Um, so basically, not only is this guy like the best gamer, he's the best gamer probably in Japan because he is the best in all of these. So Joey's like, if I can just find one game where I can beat him, I'll be the top gamer in Japan on one of these games. So I'm going to kick his ass. And Yugi's like, yeah. So at this point, mm-hmm. these two random kids are like, Haha, what a stupid dream. You'll never break Kaiba's record. Joey's too distracted getting mad at these kids, but Yugi's like, whoa, Kaiba? I remember him. Uh, one of the kids goes, yeah, well, there's actually two, but we mean the mm-hmm. older brother. Fun bit of foreshadowing for a character we're going to... Yeah, well, why it's not foreshadowing exactly, because the chapter directly before this one is the one where we meet Kaiba's younger brother for the first time. We'll, we'll hold off on that. Because we're covering this kind of out of order, this episode, by the time this episode airs, I don't know. I have no idea when I'm going to put this episode in, in the order. We might have met the younger Kaiba brother, who is a very fun character. For posterity, we're recording this on... June 4th, which is also Yugi's birthday, incidentally. Wow, uh, I almost said Happy America Day, but I forgot that it's July 4th. 
<laughs> Don't take away my citizenship. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it is happy birthday to um Yugi, the protagonist of Yu-Gi-Oh. So. Oh yeah. Happy birthday, Yugi. Happy birthday, Yugi. Happy birthday to Yugi, uh, June 4th, and also to Yami, June 2nd. <laughs> what are, wait, what's it what's their star sign? Uh astrology is not my strong point. Okay, one second. June 4th Zodiac. A Gemini. Gemini. They're twins. There's two of them. Uh. Wow. <laughs> Astrology's real. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Yugi remembers Kaiba and is like, oh, so he's not just good at dual monsters. He's good at all sorts of games. I would like to take a moment here to pause and consider the mental image of Kaiba methodically beating every single game in an arcade. <laughs> you know, he like rents the arcade out for a day and is like, I need silence. I mean, think about, like, all of the games that are in an arcade. Just him methodically sitting at Pac-Man. You know the stupidest game you've ever played in an arcade? Like, for example, for me, I went to an arcade bar where they had a Michael Jackson fighting game. <laughs> I'm just imagining Kaiba sitting down, like, Moonraker 2000, I will defeat you. <laughs> the last time I went to an arcade was, um a barcade where they those are so fun yeah they're really fun they had a nintendo 64 with a bunch of random games <laughs> my friend and i played um star wars episode one the phantom menace pod racing game <laughs> oh that's such a fun game too uh okay my last example also at a barcade uh they were having a drink special called the blue eyes white dragon which was a white coke rum drink <laughs> that's so good yeah it was delicious when I had like three. So, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh's on people's mind. Uh, I mean, obviously you have to have three or else you're not a real Kaiba fan. Kaiba. <laughs> exactly. Three Blue Eyes White Dragons. Literally. Yeah. If you're in Bloomington, Indiana, I'd recommend it. It's the Cade. Great bar. Still open. What's it called? The Cade. Like arcade, which is the last four. My local barcade is called Abari, like Atari, yeah. but bar. That's cute. I love names like that. Yeah. The other one in Indianapolis that I've been to is called Tappers. I, I think that's a post-COVID activity I really like to go to. Because normally I'm not the kind of person who wants to just go to a bar for no reason. Because like, if I want to talk to people while drinking, I'd rather just do that at my house where I don't have to yell. But like all of every arcade bar I've been to, it's always been like super fun. So yeah, the last time I went to a barcade, I had an extensive conversation with this guy about Fire Emblem, and then at the end, he was like, "Yo, can I get your number?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm gay. I thought we were just talking about Fire Emblem." <laughs> hey, how do you know he didn't want to just talk to you more about Fire Emblem? <laughs> <laughs> because I told him, and he was like, "Oh." <laughs> But we did actually exchange numbers as friends, but then we just never texted. <laughs> it happens, but at least you have a good Fire Emblem discussion. He had good Fire Emblem opinions. Good for him. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> All right. Any uh, any Fire Emblem lady fans, or not necessarily lady, lady fans, I don't know what this guy's into, who are into men, if you want to shoot your shot, Ellie will post the number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hook you up with this guy. <laughs> no, no. That I haven't talked to in a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so any of the kids are like oh Kaiba's so powerful he hasn't been able to beat anything in, in an actual thing of foreshadowing he's like mm -hmm. I've heard he's working on a highly classified project the ultimate game yeah so Joey's like I'm about to throw hands with these 12 year olds <laughs> yes love Joey but he's like no let's play some games so we get a montage of Joey trying a couple games and he apparently sucks at them so Yugi's like oh, I'm gonna try this fighting game and I want to play as Bruce Lee. Yeah. Uh, he's a kung fu expert. 
Well, actually, okay, his name is Bryce. It's like a character in a game. His name is like Bryce Ryu, and it's clearly based right just off Bruce Lee. There's a little like information panel that's like, just in case you guys don't know who Bruce Lee is, here's an explanation. <laughs> and here's which, some of his movies, which I've only seen one of them and I did like. Honestly, nine-year-old me reading this probably didn't know who Bruce Lee was. So like, True. maybe I, I was probably educated. So I can't fault um, Takahashi for explaining who Bruce Lee is. So yeah, so Yugi's playing the fighting game as this Bruce Lee character, and he keeps winning um Mm -hmm. he keeps challenging people he faces somebody who also uses the bruce lee character he keeps winning so much that he spent about 25 dollars just keep playing so joey's getting honestly bored of him continuing to whoop this guy's ass he's like hey you want a soda i'm gonna go buy some buy some drinks and yeah he's like yeah the coca-cola and so joey's like okay have fun sweetie and and runs away (laughs) away to get a drink uh so at this point the challenger has stopped challenging Yugi. So, oh, okay, I guess he gave up. Um, on the other side of the arcade, we're seeing somebody play the same game. Somebody who actually looks, basically he looks like Bruce Lee. Same sort of tracksuit. He even has like a jacket with a B on it. But Bruce Lee, but incredibly, um, what's it called when you're like starved looking? Like emaciated or whatever? Emaciated? Well, emaciated. I was going to say he just, he looks like you took Bruce Lee and ran him through the filter of being a Yu-Gi-Oh villain. <laughs> That's also true. I'm going to post a picture of this guy in the show notes. You need to see. It's insane. Nightmare version Bruce Lee and his eyebrows are the violentest V possible. But anyway, mm-hmm. he he shows up and he's like, hey, kid, turn around. And he's like, huh? And he immediately just punches Yugi in the face. Oh, you're acting so smug just because you won in a game. Let's see, you're doing a real fight. And he just starts beating the shit out of Yugi. Um, and the two kids from before, to their credit, like come running over and are like, holy crap, like what's happening? He's just beating the shit out of him. And he's like, I'll take this as a prize for a street fight. I'm going to take your pendant. And he takes the Millennium Puzzle. And Yugi is, yeah. he's completely knocked unconscious, so he can't fight back. Um, so he cuts off the pendant. Um, and Yugi's crying. And he's like, no, the puzzle. So Joey's arriving. Oh, I just wanted to say one more quick thing about this guy's design. This, I I don't really know anything about Bruce Lee, right? Like, just yeah. I'm not a kung fu action guy. I, I'm not into that kind of thing. So I'm not really familiar. But so, like, looking at this guy um, how, and how he's clearly drawn to look like Bruce Lee, it kind of it made me think about how um, Guy from Naruto, Mike Guy from Naruto, is supposed to look like Bruce Lee. That kind of brought that home for me because I can see that they're both like, because this guy is like evil anime cartoon Bruce Lee. This guy is <laughs> benevolent, wonderful yeah. anime cartoon Bruce Lee. I was I was about to say, if you make this comparison, I was getting a little heated because I love Guy from Naruto. When you look at the two of them, you can tell that they're both based, supposed to be caricatures of like the same person, which I think is interesting because mm-hmm. I learned... I learned somewhat recently, like I'm sure I knew it at some point, but I learned somewhat recently that Guy from Naruto is supposed to look like Bruce Lee, and then I googled a picture of him and was like, okay, I understand. <laughs> I think the bowl cut especially, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is, yeah, this is malevolent Bruce Lee slash Guy from Naruto. Absolutely mm-hmm. true. So yeah, so if you need another um, mental image of If, if you man, can't visualize Bruce Lee, that's a good comparison. Yeah, you can visualize if you took Guy from Naruto and made him completely jokerfied and evil (laughs) (laughs) true jokerfied guy from naruto i love that yeah we don't actually get a name for this guy i think so i'll just call him evil bruce lee but uh anyway so uh joey returns he's carrying a soda and some coffee um he sees yugi beat up and he drops his coffee and he's like yugi are you okay and yugi's he's conscious again and he's upset about his puzzle and joey immediately goes into vengeance mode and chases after evil bruce lee 
So at this mm-hmm. point, Joey's in Joey's furious to get a whole shot of him as he's confronting evil Bruce Lee with him just looking pissed as hell. And he's like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and yeah, Bruce uh-huh. Lee is like pissed off Joey's so good. Bruce Lee is like, it takes guts to challenge me to a street fight. And Joey's like, man, shut the hell up and fight me. <laughs> so at this yeah. point we get another Bruce Lee mo- like montage, but it's him ta- it's this time it's evil Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee facts <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a real martial artist, won an actual karate tournament. Um, but explicitly he says in just one inch or three centimeters, he delivered a punch. One inch punch. Yeah, the one inch punch. Um, which mm-hmm. if you know anything about karate, which I know a very, very little from self-defense, the whole point is the more power your punches have. So like the more you wind up, you know, mm-hmm. they're obviously stronger. So being able to do a really fast but effective short punch takes a lot of skill and strength. So it is legitimately Yeah, see, impressive. this shows our different influences because I was, oh, it's like when Batman punched Guy Gardner in <laughs> Justice League International <laughs> from one inch away. Comics fans who who comics fans who read JLI, you know what I'm talking about because that's a good scene. <laughs> anyway, if you take in self defense, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. So <laughs> at this point, uh, evil Bruce Lee name drops and he's like, "I'm going to show you the one inch terror." So actually, evil Bruce Lee is the one who sets up the game for this episode. Well, it's because Yami's not here; he's currently puzzle locked. Yeah, but it's not Joey. Joey would never think of a game. He just wants to fight. So yeah. Bruce Lee, Evil Bruce Lee's game is each of us is going to have a knife blade in our mouth with the handle facing away in our mouth. And Joey, in Joey's defense, he immediately is like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm not doing that. And Evil Bruce Lee is like, if you don't, I'm just going to smash this puzzle. And uh, Joey's like, fuck, okay, I'll do it. And so obviously, if we do a punch from that close away, the knife is going to be driven into your mouth. And we also yeah. get a we also get a quick thing where Evil Bruce Lee is like, okay, my knife though is a gimmick blade, so it's just gonna retract because yeah. I thinking, what he doesn't know is that this is a fake knife, so he's the only one who's really in and danger. And then Joey, in an absolutely baller move, is like, you don't have to put the knife in your mouth at all. I'd rather punch you in the face than risk stabbing you, but I'll put the knife in my mouth. <laughs> I know, it's so great. So he does. So we see him. He's got the knife in his mouth. So all it would take is the guy just doing a short punch or a shove on the knife, and Joey would get like stabbed in the back of the neck. And they go. And so now they're mm-hmm. fighting. So evil Bruce Lee is throwing punches, and Joey is dodging. He's dodging, but he looks pretty nervous, obviously. Um, and they're in a very narrow alleyway. So Joey's noticing, like, oh man, it's really hard to dodge. It's I, I'm giving this guy too much of an advantage. Um, so at this point, Joey ch- changes tactics and he starts mocking him. He's like, oh, what's wrong? Show me your punch. Are you even trying? Um, and evil Bruce Lee is noticing, whoa, this guy is dodging super fast, and he hasn't even taken his hands out of his pockets like the whole time. He's just dodging. Joey's sitting with one hand in each of his school jacket pockets, uh, you know, posing like a cool guy. Joey, in a, I think it's a kind of a callback to the first episode. He's like, he makes some sort of like metaphoric stuff where he's like, in each of my pockets, I have an important promise that I made to my friend, but I won't show them to you until the last minute. Yeah. <laughs> and even Bruce Lee is like, I don't understand metaphor, so I'm going to punch you in the stomach now. And he does. Mm-hmm. And then he goes for the throat knife punch. But right as he's doing that, Joey's like, okay, time to show the promises. And out of his uh, left pocket, he bursts open a can of soda. So basically, yeah. since he'd been rocking back and forth, he'd been rocking up the carbonation of the soda. And as he bursts the soda, he sort of aims it. Flips the top of the soda can and it shoots out onto the guy's face. Yeah, it sprays over his face and he's forced to close his eyes because he's getting a face full of carbonation. So this was the promise I made in my left po- pocket. I promised my buddy some Coca-Cola. So then, with a knife still in his mouth, Joey's like, and here's my right hand promise, which is to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, and he punches him in the face. So he punches him in the face, spits out the Very knife, beautiful. and goes, not in a thousand years could you beat me. 
Um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I think I broke his jaw. <laughs> he's like, whatever. Grabs the puzzle and as he leaves, is like, only one thing left. I have to go buy Yuki another soda. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, and he does. There's a really fun little chapter. It's basically just like a Genoshi spotlight where yeah. we get to see Genoshi really beat the shit out of some it's, guy. It's great because, and I think this is like, this has come up in the early manga chapters. It comes up in almost every episode in season zero. He legitimately is a very good fighter. It's fun to see him able to just go ham. <laughs> yeah, go ham. Let Joey go ham. <laughs> Um, so very cute episode. I I love the Joey Yugi dynamic. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. I don't know if we have anything else to talk about. I do. Um, we do have to figure out how we have to figure out how to do some kind of episode on fanfic and shipping at some point because I was literally just thinking about we were talking about this and I was thinking about this one um uh wish shipping fic that's like extremely set in season zero and brings in a lot of continuity from like this part of the manga. I was constructing a wreck list in my mind of um, fanfics that are set during this period. And I think I'm going to do a little more uh, diving and, and, and searching for more. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, we have to figure out some way of doing that. Yeah. Oh, if anybody's listening to this and has like suggestions, if we did an episode about fanfic, what kind of thing would you want us to talk about? We're down for anything with that kind of stuff. Besides just fanfic in general, if you have recommendations, do any of you write fic? I've never written fanfic. I've thought about it, but I've never written it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let us know. And uh, let us know what other sorts of like bonus episodes you would like to hear us do. Just other things besides just episodes of the show. Mm -hmm. Because we do have kind of um, a whole list of potential bonus episodes. Yeah, but but... if there's anything we talked about and we're kind of like didn't mention that we were already going to do a bonus episode on like other Yu-Gi-Oh lore or other things, uh, just let us know. I think we should um, Twitch stream um, the, you playing Duelist of the Roses. <laughs> if, I, if I had a machine to play it on, I would. <laughs> I have a PS2, but sadly. What is it? Just PS2? I don't know if you can play PlayStation 2 on Twitch. <laughs> you could probably get an emulator. That's true. We could probably be able to figure this out. Wait, one second. Let's see if... We're true Fortnite gamers, so, you know. That's true. Yeah. I have connections in the gamer underworld. Thanks for listening to Battle City Broads. If you have any comments, you can contact us at Battle City Broad on Twitter without the S or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com. 